The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hello and welcome to Ascent Dental Radio, a program dedicated to the balance between the clinical aspect of healthcare and the business of healthcare. And now, here's your host, Dr. Kevin Coughlin. Good evening. This is Dr. Kevin Coughlin, and you're listening to Ascent Dental Solutions with a focus on knowledge, education, training, and development. Before I begin, I want to give a shout out to our sponsors, Patterson Dental, Henry Schein, and Vocal Dental Supply Company. Without their support, these podcasts would be very difficult. I also want to give a shout out to David Wolf and his podcast team. Without their expertise, these podcasts would not be possible. Our last podcast dealt with how do we incorporate neuromodulators and fillers into our dental practice. And just a quick rehash, I strongly recommended that you start with the neuromodulators, which is a broad term for Botox, Xeomin, Dysport, and Juvo. These are four FDA-approved neuromodulators that help reduce fine lines and wrinkles. That's more on the cosmetic side. And I went through over about a 20-minute period the therapeutic advantages of neuromodulators to reduce or eliminate bruxism, clenching, reduce abfractions, to eliminate broken cusps, failed dentistry, because it appears that almost 90% of all temporal mandibular joint issues appear to be muscle-related. I reviewed the diagnostic difference between myalgia and myofascial pain and the treatment modalities that are available for myalgia and myofascial pain. But I'd like to talk tonight in particular about fillers. Fillers are generally a broad category of, in most cases, hyaluronic acid. Our body is filled with hyaluronic acid, and the companies out there, such as Allergan, Galderma, and uh, Mertz, and Revenes, have all developed a variety of different filler materials that are cross-linked in different ways. They're all basically a hyaluronic acid, which is a very expensive water that most of our body is made out of anyways. What the fillers do, and they're typically used in a cosmetic standpoint, the lower two thirds of the face. They're primarily associated with developing and reducing the mental crease, which is that crease under the lower lip, the nasolabial fold, which are those deep grooves from the lateral borders of the nose down to the commissures of the lip. We also see from a cosmetic standpoint, fillers being used to enhance the cheeks, to broaden the cheek areas, particularly in women. Uh, That appears to be a much more sexy, well-defined facial structure when we highlight the malar or cheek area. And then probably the most common is the development of the vermilion border on the upper and lower lip 
giving that uh, woman in particular a pursy look, uh, a more puckered look or a more sensual look to their lips. But there is strictly a therapeutic side to fillers that I believe would benefit patients in your practice. There isn't a practicing dentist that hasn't seen a patient that has lost their teeth and they see a tremendous reduction in vertical dimension, meaning the distance from the tip of the nose to the tip of the chin decreases dramatically when a patient loses their teeth. I think most dentists would know, along with the hygiene and clinical assistants, that when teeth are lost, the jawbone resorbs. There's no reason for the human body to maintain an upper or a lower jaw when the teeth are lost. And over time, this resorption or osteoporotic change creates tremendous loss in bone structure. When that loss occurs, you're losing also the fat pads, or as I like to say, your face is falling. And that happens to every individual even those individuals have a full complement of teeth because the hyaluronic acid, the moisture in the skin is drying up and the tissues are falling, the muscle mass is decreasing, and that's what makes us look so much older as the years march on. People who have had cancer treatment, people who have had HIV or AIDS, who have lost tremendous amounts of tissue, or muscle mass, many times these patients can significantly benefit from a therapeutic treatment with fillers. These fillers, as discussed earlier, can be injected into the malar or cheek region, the nasolabial folds, the mental crease, the jawline to square it up and provide more definition. And there are other areas that I think could benefit from patients who over the years have lost a lot of volume in their lips. We see these patients day to day in our office spend tens of thousands of dollars for porcelain veneers or laminates, for full coverage crowns to make their smile look better. And it amazes me that the dentist and dental team very seldom ever considers what they could do to enhance the lips or the vermilion border, the cheeks, or uh, the chin region to develop a full aesthetic face that is pleasing to the eye and looks, in my opinion, more natural than artificial. All of those treatments, in my opinion, fall within the scope of therapeutic treatment, and I can't think of anyone more or better trained than a dentist to provide these services. Again, not only is it a great service, but generally it is always a fee for service. And in most cases, you'll find that the patient is not even thinking that you are able to offer these services and cares to them. As far as who uses these products, how do you use these products? For this particular podcast, consider the products as light, medium, or heavy. The lighter products are generally best for the lips. And generally, the lighter the product is, or the lighter the consistency of that product is, the quicker they'll resorb. And usually, I'll tell the patient, between uh, three and six months, you're going to need an enhancement. The medium products are generally best for the mental crease and nasal labial fold. These are a little stiffer product, 
they can form a little more bulkiness uh, to the procedure, and they tend to last a little longer, closer to six to 12 months. And the heavier products, which have the most bulk, the strongest consistency to themselves, are generally for the malar or cheek areas, and they can last anywhere from 12 to 24 months. Just as a ballpark, consider each ml of filler to be roughly, roughly around six to $800 cost to your office. Uh, as far as the procedures are considered, in most cases, the fillers can be applied uh, in less than 10 minutes. In almost all cases, the conventional fillers that we're talking about in this podcast have xylocaine associated with them, which is the numbing product, so that generally after the first injection, the patient has literally no pain or discomfort. As far as the procedures are concerned, you will see the results almost immediately when you place a filler. As with Botox or neuromodulators, it sometimes can take as long as two to 10 days before Mr. and Mrs. Smith actually see the results of their therapeutic or their cosmetic treatment. But with the fillers, the treatment is almost instantaneous and it will give you a great sense of pride and the patient will usually leave extremely ecstatic. As we all know, with cosmetic procedures, appropriate records are necessary. I would strongly check with your malpractice insurance company to make sure that when you're diagnosis and treating these particular problems, that it falls under the scope of dentistry. And uh, the procedures that I've discussed this evening, in my opinion, definitely fall under the auspices of a general dentist, a specialist, or any dental care provider to enhance the face, just like we're doing with a full set of dentures, a full set of upper and lower implants. We're restoring the face back to its full aesthetic and functional value. And that can't be possibly done if you're not incorporating neuromodulators and fillers into your practice. I think if I was to explain to you some potential risks and problems is, in my opinion, you underpromise and overdeliver. I also would strongly recommend after over 10 years of providing this kind of care and treatment in my office, that a little bit of treatment goes a long way. It's always easier to add filler down the road rather than put too much filler in and then try to remove it which can be done with hyaluronerase, but more than likely the best treatment would be to add a little filler at each appointment so that the changes are less dramatic and the patient sees a gradual improvement over time. There are business reasons for this, but really the clinical reason in my opinion is you can always, as I mentioned earlier, add more filler to your treatment plan. It's much more difficult to remove it. I find that the trend over the last couple of years has been more of a natural appearance than the artificial appearance. And I think that trend will continue. And I think you'll be a little more proud of your results when you try to stay within the scope of something that looks natural rather than artificial. 
My name is Dr. Kevin Coughlin, and you've been listening to Ascent Dental Solutions with a focus on knowledge, education, training, and development. I want to thank again our sponsors, Vocal Dental Supply Company, Patterson Dental Supply Company, and Henry Shine. Without their support, these podcasts would not be possible. I hope you tune in to my website, www.ascentdentalsolutions.com. There's well over 200 podcasts on that, along with the seven books that I've written on the business of dentistry and medicine. And I hope you enjoyed tonight's podcast, and I look forward to speaking to you in the near future. Thanks again, and enjoy the week.